Hello and welcome to Mercury Now, a podcast series brought to you by Mercury Systems. I am your host, Ralph Gavares. Thank you for joining us. Mercury Systems CEO Mark Aslett appeared in a recent episode of the Defense One Radio podcast. In an interview with Juliet Van Wagnen, Mark shared his insights on supply chain challenges, the rapidly evolving geopolitical environment, and the need to make investments in critical semiconductor technologies. Thank you to Defense One Radio for sharing their original content. Please listen in and enjoy the conversation. Hello and welcome. I'm Juliette Van Wagenen, editor of Branded Content for GovExec's Studio 2G, and I'm sitting down today with Mark Aslett, CEO of Mercury Systems, a U.S. technology company that makes the world a safer and more secure place. Mercury uses leading-edge commercial technologies to meet the most challenging mission requirements of a global aerospace and defense customers. Welcome, Mark. Thank you, Juliette. Great to be with you. Let's get right into it. Mercury is known in the defense community as the processing power inside a wide range of A&D platforms. Tell us a little bit more about your capabilities and where this technology is heading. So Mercury's been around for over 40 years, and we've played a critical role in the defense industrial base as a component, module, and subsystems provider for over 300 different defense programs. And in particular, many of the DOD's major defense uh, acquisition programs themselves. Uh, our secure open processing technologies are critical defense systems like the F-35, Aegis, Patriot, and LTANS. And what they do is they enable the decision superiority that helps to keep our nation safe. As we look forward, we believe that the future has a lot to do with building next generation semiconductor manufacturing, and packaging capabilities you know, here in the US to ensure access to state-of-the-art technologies for our offensive and defensive systems. And as an example of that, you know, we're making significant investments in two and a half secure D chiplet uh, packaging capabilities at our Phoenix facility that will likely be the first of its kind in the industry. It's no secret that supply chain issues have challenged the defense industrial base in recent years. Have these delays been mostly resolved for the parts that Mercury relies on? Well, unfortunately not, Juliet. Uh, you know, for the entirety of the defense industrial base, you know, access to critical semiconductors remains highly constrained. About 70% of Mercury's business relies on high-end processes from companies like Intel, AMD, and NVIDIA. And historically, lead times for these types of technologies have been around about 10 to 12 weeks from the time of order. Uh, it's now something like 52 to 99 weeks for some of these products, meaning that the lead times have actually increased dramatically you know, over the course of the pandemic. You know, as Dr. Chris Miller points out in his excellent book, if you haven't read it, Chip War, uh, the future of war will be defined by computing power. So in our view, defense applications must move to the front uh, of the line for semiconductor access. And it's really become an issue of national security at this point. That is quite a significant difference in lead time. And it's certainly not ideal given the current global security environment. What else can the United States do to better prepare for some of these challenges? The current environment clearly presents multiple challenges across the industry and, and different time horizons. You know, providing arms to the Ukraine has clearly drawn down weapon stockpiles across the NATO alliance as well as in the DOD. Uh, and really, you know, this just enough approach to procurement, we think, is no longer adequate. 
Yeah, as we project forward and look at the situation uh, that could occur around China and Taiwan, it really does have the potential to be far more destabilizing. And to ensure peace in this era, era of great power competition, I think the US government really has to put the industrial base on more of a wartime footing uh, with a focus on, on producing military hardware far more rapidly than what we currently are. Uh, we also have to invest in, in the production uh, capability and the R&D for these critical technologies associated with semiconductors. You know, on that front, you know, the CHIPS Act is clearly a, a great step forward, but there's far more work to be done, you know, in particular, not only around the production of the semiconductors domestically, but also the advanced packaging. Finally, I think we have to address the skills gap in the workforce. So COVID clearly disrupted the pipeline you know, of engineering talent and skilled labor from abroad. And where once you know, immigration was really a strategic advantage for the US, it's absolutely a weakness at this point. Absolutely. Thanks so much for sharing your insights there, Mark. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. Mark, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much, Julia. It was a pleasure to join you. And thank you to everyone listening to our podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes coming soon.